Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3. Kylan. Or Kylan. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. <laughs> wrong show. Der- really wrong show. <laughs> Derek, Ken, and Mike. I had the right first letter. But, <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing? I know we didn't record last week. Some craziness. But that show is happening now. Um, how's everyone's holidays? Good. Good. Got some Star Wars stuff, which always makes a good holiday. What's... Yep. So let's go around the table with what Star Wars stuff you got. I don't know. Go ahead, Derek. Uh, you go first. You don't want to mention it. Okay. Um, I, I know I got a couple T-shirts, and the white, Vicky got a couple T-shirts, um, and I got her the uh, Funko Pop Ewok 3-pack that had Chief Chirpa, Low Gray, and Tebow. And then she got me um, the uh, Luke Funko Pop, the old man Luke with the travel pack, with his backpack with all the junk on it and stuff. And we finally and we got the um, BB-90 uh, droid, dude. So we have all three of the BB units now. Awesome. Awesome. How about you, Derek? Well, I got, of course, I got a uh, uh, Star Wars shirt, T-shirt. Uh, I got a Kylo Ren 16-inch action figure with lightsaber. I got a... Uh, my dad always gets me the Hallmark ornaments, so I got a, uh, a Ray ornament and a uh, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Um, I also got a smaller Darth Vader ornament. Uh, and I, my wife just ordered um, on sale, half off, the an R2-D2 uh, light-up Christmas ha- uh, lawn decoration. Oh, sweet. R- the one where R2's wearing the uh, Christmas, the Santa hat. Uh, and she my wife got me a uh, Darth Vader's lightsaber um, wall light that you have to put together. Like, build okay. your own lightsaber. Okay. Well, I got um, build your own droid, which I actually built around Thanksgiving. It was an astromech from uh, downtown Disney or Disney Springs. Um, I got... Some Star Wars stickers from my mother-in-law. My Star Wars Insider renewed from my in-laws. Um, a paper punch-out Millennium Falcon. It's not one of the ones we've talked about in the in the uh, in the books of the week. Uh, it's a different one. Um, it's a Rogue One Star Wars Pez set. It's got the Death Star, a Death Trooper, Vader, and a Stormtrooper in it. Um, what else did I get? Star Wars. I, I mean, I've got one that we're going to get into, but uh, trying to. Th- oh, I got the last jedi soundtrack for my daughter oh nice oh yeah that's amazing and uh I, I still haven't had a chance to listen to it but man i can't wait um there are some great tracks in that yes remembering the movie i i, I thought the soundtrack was was great as as always um 
I got a story about that once we get past this. Try and remember if there was something else. I'm thinking there was, and I don't remember. Um, oh, a Star Wars spatula. It had the AT-ATs on it with the de- Death Star in the background, and in between a set of AT-ATs legs was a heart. <laughs> apparently, nice. my daughter picked that one out for me, too, and that went into my uh, my stocking. Oh, that's nice. Cool. So, oh, and my mother-in-law got me some old ornaments, uh, like Thor, but a TIE Interceptor, Han on Tauntaun, um, an Ithorian, basically Hammerhead, and I can't see what the last one is. There was one other Star Wars one. Oh, Darth Maul. Ah, oh, nice. So I want to get one of the earlier Vader ornaments, if I could find it, to complete that set. Because I know this year's was part of that um, three-pack where if you got the Death Star and the X-Wing, they would do a whole interactive scene with each other, which is like the Battle of Yavin. Cool. Hmm. But I, I want to get one of the older ones, and then actually I wouldn't mind getting the TIE Fighter in the, uh, or the, um, I have a TIE Fighter. I wouldn't mind getting the X-Wing and, and Y-Wing as well. I think there was one other. Did they do a snow speeder? I don't remember. I don't remember without going and looking. So, but the last thing I got is great because we talked about this last year when I got the Marvel Family Feud and we discovered, oh, there's a Star Wars version, but it's only available in Australia. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope, it's now stateside. Excellent. So, I'm going to turn this over real quick to Ken to talk about his little thing about the uh, the soundtrack, and then we might play yeah. a couple rounds here. I was I had, I pre-ordered the soundtrack for the Last Jedi. Like I just got to rant a little bit about the U.S. post service because um i pre-ordered it in september so i get my amazon notification on wednesday that it was coming out friday the day of release of the last jedi and i'm watching the tracking on it everything's going great on thursday it gets to uh pittsburgh ready to go friday morning it's in akron where i live and then friday afternoon it's out on the west side of cleveland for some reason then from there the next day on sunday it's traveling again on monday it shows up in pittsburgh again so finally after um almost a week of watching Watching it bounce around the region, I get, it showed up at my house on Wednesday. <laughs> wow! Still, I, it's, I, it's a great soundtrack, though. Yeah, it's a beautiful. I love it. It's fantastic, but it's like the, the postal service. Like, come on, guys! <laughs> I want. I just yeah. wanted to hear my music. Yeah. And the, the Amazon yeah. doesn't have the deal with this one. A lot of soundtracks and stuff. If you buy it, you can download it on Amazon immediately if you have Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, this one's not one yeah. of those. Of course. So, but other than that, it was great. I mean, I love it. There's all the little nods in there back and forth and um and all the little themes from the original trilogy anything that we didn't get in the uh force awakens soundtrack is in this yeah well how about we play a little right now this is just temporary because i thought i had the other music i want to use i don't so next time we play this i will have our music for smugglers family feud that's what i'm gonna call it smugglers family feud (laughs) so this is just a warm-up so y'all get an idea of how this is played if you haven't heard it over on mighty marvel geeks uh that other crazy show that i'm part of one of the other crazy shows i'm part of you actually claim them hey i'll claim them Anyhow, we're going to go back and forth. First one of three strikes loses. Um, If it's a tie, it's a tie. But here's the first one. Name something you associate with Star Wars. Eight answers on the board. And Ken, why don't you go first? Aliens. Let me me double check to see which one is which. Aliens is not correct. Derek. What was the question again? Name something you associate with Star Wars. The Force. Ken, back to you. Jedi. 
Derek. Oh, the Force was number two. Jedi number three. Oh, hmm. I know. I failed on that part. Uh, Darth Vader. Number four. Number one. Oh wow. Number, number four. four. Wow. Huh. You're up. Well, let's try Luke Skywalker. Mm. Huh. Two strikes to none for Ken. Wow. Hmm. Uh, what, hmm. what would number one be? <laughs> Lightsabers. Coming in at number one. Lightsaber. Yes. I would go droid, but that's probably not on there. We'll probably have R2D2, though. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Derek, for the still. You don't know if you need to be specific or. Um, I know. It's, in general. So, so, if you've listened to Mighty Marvel Geeks, you'll hear it's like, really? <laughs> this is how you want to go? <laughs> All right. Um, chance for a sweep. Uh, you won anyway, but chance to. Uh, four more answers up there. Yoda. Mm. Ah. So, coming in at number five, if you flip the answer, please. The Dark Side. Okay. Number six. Space. Number seven. (laughs) The Death Star. Number eight. Millennium Falcon. Mm. So now that we have a warm-up, you ready for another round? Do you know how hard it was when you said space to not say the final frontier? (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about this with um, a friend of the family's, and we, we were saying, I was saying... My dad loves Star Wars. And of course, it's been kind of hard this first first Christmas without him. Uh, actually, first Star Wars film without him, believe it or not. Um, mm. I was saying if Star Wars and Star Trek opened a movie at the same time, I'd be heading into Star Wars. My dad would probably be heading into Star Trek. Same if with not, my dad. <laughs> if not, it would be a double feature. we go hit Star Wars and Star Trek, and we'll flip a coin and see which one would go first. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on to a second round. Which Star Wars character would use the most, the most hairspray? <laughs> Five answers on the board. Okay. So who's going first? I got uh, Ken, since you lost the last round, you go first. <laughs> Princess Leia. Number one. Yep. Uh, Chewbacca. Number two. This one's probably going to get a buzz, but it shouldn't. It would be um, Padme Amidala. Number oh, three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now it starts to get tricky. Ooh. Yeah, because Leia and Padme were known for those crazy hairdos. Oh, yeah. And Chewie, you just need a whole lot of product for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Han Solo? Mm. Uh. Ken, back to you. I don't know. Let's throw Luke Skywalker in there and see what happens. Mm. Nope. Derek, back to you. Um... Uh, uh, mm, uh, Mace Windu, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I can't, uh, Lando, I don't know. <laughs> Number really? four. Hello, what have we here? Wow. He did have pretty hair. Why, you slimy, double-crossing, no-good swindler. (laughs) One more on the board. I see a buzz coming here, but uh, let's go with Ray. Mm. Yep. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, Poe Dameron. Mm. (laughs) 
I have a feeling we're not going to get this last one. There's so many characters to blow through, to go through. Uh, oh, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Look at all the different pop figures around here. It's like, who has really good hair? <laughs> I know Sabine would be one of them, but that's not one of the answers. Cause I guarantee they're not going Rebels in this. Yeah, yeah probably, not. probably not. I'm not even sure if they had the new stuff, new characters. Yeah, more than likely, this doesn't have anybody from um, The Force Awakens or Last Jedi. I don't think so. Maybe Force Awakens. Maybe. What n- What number was Lando? Four. We have pretty much gone right down the line. Yeah. This is the final one. Ten. I don't, I don't know. Mon Mothma? That's what I thought. All right. I had plenty of time to think during that, so I'm going to go with uh, Anakin. Number yeah. five. <laughs> so not, not. I don't know how Lando got it. Lando doesn't actually have that much hair. I don't know. Not like he had an afro going or anything. I don't see. This is one of those I challenge. If you just, if you guys decide near the end of the show, we'll do one more. Okay. But let's let's get right into some of that uh, uh, last Jedi talk. First off, how did everyone enjoy the film? I loved it. I thought it was amazing the first time, and then for my birthday last Saturday, we actually went up to Cleveland and saw it in the IMAX theater, and I think it was even better the second time through, because I was able to actually pick up a lot of nuances and little things that um, that I missed totally on the first time through. Yeah, I can't wait for that. My wife and I are going to go on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh, wow. I uh, I've only seen it the one time. I thought it was a great film, but I can easily easily nitpick it. Yeah. Well, as we said before, you can nitpick every film. So yeah, exactly. But overall, well, the, the funny I mean, thing is, well, go ahead. Uh, to me, it was still very enjoyable. But I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of plot holes, a lot of flaws, but. I could care less. I mean, it was still, yeah. to me, it was still I, Star Wars. I wouldn't say there was a lot of plot holes. Uh, the one thing, well, what you could feel, this definitely felt, you could feel, this was uh, where the original trilogy had three different directors, but there was still one, uh, there was one writer that basically wrote the story for all of it and it was fleshed out by other people. Right. You could tell this was a totally different writing and directing team all, all together. The guys yeah. who wrote and directed The Force Awakens had nothing to do with this. You could tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't take away from it for me, but you could tell there's a, there was like a diamond metric shift between the two right I, I agree with that which i think it kind of needed i was kind of predicting that if you remember when force awakens came out because everybody and the funny thing is all the people that are complaining about this movie they're complaining about the exact opposite problem that it had that the force awakens had according to them right the first the original trilogy everybody seems to remember being the greatest thing ever made but then all of a sudden the prequels came out and everybody complained that they were so different than the force than the original trilogy they were so weird and so strange and these were made for kids or the all the lucas messed all this stuff up because it was so different than the originals. Then The well, Force Awakens comes out, and all of a sudden, it's too close to the originals. Yeah. I think we got the three bears here. Goldilocks well, and the three bears. Well, the original was meant for kids, too. Hello. Think about it. I know that. Yep. Well, well, all the people complaining about this saw it when they were kids. I've come to one conclusion with all of this, and that it seems like the people that are really that really hate this film, um, there's two camps. They're the ones who can't seem to move on and let go of things. <clears throat> like Ex- whether, expanded universe. Yeah, exactly. Whether it be the expanded universe or the originals or, you know, like the whole um, people, you know, things like, oh, that's not how Luke Skywalker is. Well, it's been 30 years since the original trilogy. People change in 30 years. You know, yep. people go through things, things happen, you know. And he's been totally self-taught for 30 years, as far as we know. So you got to remember, right. he was out studying and searching everything he could about the Jedi. So there was, more than likely, he's learned things that the Jedi, as of the end of the New Old Republic, had either forgotten how to do or they had, they had banned from being used. Because right. they were so do- bogged down in dogma and 
um, like we were saying the other day, Derek, I, talk, I got a chance to talk to you about this a little bit the other day, how yep. um, you can equate the Jedi Order at the end to very much like what um, the church, um, the, to Christian church in general, it, the way they've gotten compared to where they started. It's so fractured and going off, everybody had their own little sex and little um, changes they wanted to make to it over thousands of years. Right. So that's, I mean... I have a feeling we're not going to go, there's not going to be a straight line here today. We're, I don't know yeah. how much of the plot we're going to talk about. There's plenty of other stuff to get into in this. Um, and actually, what you're saying, what Mike was saying about the expanded universe, I want to get you guys' opinion on this. Um, when I looked at this, and I actually studied it down a little bit, I think we do have the expanded universe sitting here, and people are not recognizing it. Because if you look at the actual, just the base traits of the characters of Kylo Ren and Rey, you have Jason Solo and Jaina Solo. Even though they're not brother and sister, the actual character traits and who they are is very similar. Right. Right. Because you have Jason or Kylo Ren promising student and starts going up and all of a sudden it takes a left turn and goes to the dark side. Jason promising one of the strongest Jedi of his generation that um, decides uh, it, the only way to bring justice and um, end war in the galaxy is to go to the dark side and force people to stop fighting. Right. Then you have Rey and Jaina, both talented mechanics, uh, very much like Han Solo, mm-hmm. uh, both also naturally gifted Jedi. Yeah. I think a lot of the people that don't are somehow missing this that they have their extended universe characters under new names and um, a new overlay. Is it too busy focusing on all the other stuff that they're just? It, it's, it's the two camps again. It's it's the us old farts who remember it from seeing it in the theaters back in the day, and, and all the millennials who just you know are looking for oh, something I, to complain about. Yeah, I, no, I don't. Well, think it's it's, it's I, not it's not Star Wars. No, it is yeah, I don't think Star it's just Wars. Just millennials, but yeah, I don't think you can break it down like that because I've seen some older. Th- that's what I'm saying. The, it's the older ones who are complaining about it because oh, it's not Star Wars, and you know I'm still grumpy because I want the expanded universe to come mm-hmm. back and be canon, which again was never canon. Yeah, right. And that's like I said, brings to my point that um, we are getting the expanded universe back. They're just, and they're using the best parts of it. I think, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, but actually, there was. A, um, I have a friend who actually was texting with me today and actually had a good question that we hit. I want to get see where we go with this. Uh, he was t- he was talking about how the older movies they actually um, it seemed like the Jedi had to be trained to be Jedi, but Ray is totally different because she seems to be doing it with no training at all. Well, Luke in many ways was done was the same way. That's where I went with it too because if you look, um, I think it was almost like if you give a force sensitive person long enough, when they know they're force sensitive, they will figure out how to use the force. Well, it's almost a natural thing. Look at in it. Um, right. Ray has learning how to do it. Leia did. Where were you going, Mike? Leia did. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anakin did to a certain point when he was a kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was already um, you, faster reflexes and things. Um, I think what it is, is it seems like um, that you didn't have to be discovered by the Jedi and be taught just to be a Jedi to learn how to um, use the Force. It's almost like they had taught you so you could learn the rules. Right. Yeah. And that's, like I said, those are the rules that have been stipulated over thousands of years. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could use the Force the way they want you to use the Force and not just uh, however you decide to do it. Right. Right. That's where I think Rey is going to be a different type of Jedi because at the end of this movie, she knows she's a Jedi. She knows she's a Jedi. Luke, if you look, the rules that he only taught her two of the three lessons officially, but the lessons he taught her were general things about what is the force? How do you feel it? Right. And you go on your own where um, remember he was still being taught when he was uh, being taught. He was taught the dogma and the doctrine of fear leads to anger, anger to hate and all of these things that she doesn't have any of that to deal with. 
She has the original Jedi text, which has basically written down what the original Jedi thought the Force was. Right. right. And that that's like... And then she's figuring it out on her own from there. That's the other thing that kills me, like when people complaining about Rey and stuff, but that we've seen plenty of other characters especially lately that that can feel the force but don't aren't jedi yeah yeah, yeah dave filoni has been ex- exploring that in the last couple seasons of rebels big time right about other force users right which makes sense because if it's a if it's if the force is it's supposed to be all encompassing you know it binds the universe together and everything why why wouldn't why would you have to be a jedi or a sith to to, to be the only one to be able to fe- to to feel it yeah they would have have, you know, they would have more training, but but you would also have training in the way the Jedi or the way the Sith see things, right? Yeah. Like I said, it's back to the dogma, exactly. Yep. But when the, the Jedi were, thing, then. but how did they do it when the Jedi first were created? Right. They had to Part, learn. At some no one point. knows now. Probably the same way. Well, the, no, they we might not know as fans, but they but Luke knew he had the he had the manuscripts. Yeah. Right. Let, Ray's going to know because she's got the manuscripts. Somebody yeah, had that, to be the first Jedi. That's right. That's where I think it's going to be a big difference because uh, you see Luke after when he becomes a Jedi Master, when he is a Jedi Master, and you see the way he's te- the way they talked about the way he taught the Jedi and stuff, and the way he teaches Rey. It's a totally different way than what he had, what um, Yoda had taught him. Right. right. I'm thinking that's influenced by those ancient Jedi texts. Mm-hmm. Could be. Don't worry so much about light and dark. Right. The Force will find a balance. We've seen that over eight movies now. Mm-hmm. Force will continue whether or not we put it. They put any kind of um, spin on it. Right. I also found it interesting how Yoda is the one who um, burns down the tree when they thought the texts were in there. Yoda's like, oh, you know yeah. what? They're just a bunch of old books. Yeah. <laughs> She'll figure it out. <laughs> Speaking of Yoda, I was so glad to see that that was an actual puppet and not CG. Yeah. I, I couldn't uh, say anything like last week last show last show you guys talking about how frank oz couldn't do it he's not able to do the voice anymore and all this other stuff is like i had seen him the night before do yoda <laughs> He was a he. It was a little. I mean, you could tell his his voice is a little. Right. It wasn't exactly the strange, same, but it was the um, Empire Strikes Back Yoda. Right. He was still having a good time at Luke's expense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I found it funny that that was a different Yoda than what we see in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to think the, the prequels were before Empire Strikes Back, so that's uh, before he had actually had time in the swamp of sitting there and um, communing with Qui Gon and hanging out and just being Yoda. Right. Yeah. When he was in the prequels, he was very much uh, basically Grand Master of the Jedi Order. He had to be stoic. He had to be the guy in charge. And, but you see a little bit of the mischievous Yoda when he's talking to like the younglings, when he was training the younglings. Mm. But when he's in the council sessions and stuff, he has to be all stoic, all, um, I'm 900 years old and I know what I'm talking about. In Empire and Jedi and here, he doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. He can just sit back and relax and have a good time. Yeah, he can let the Yoda out. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Take let his ears out. down, as it were. <laughs> But the puppet looked amazing. Even though the effect, I think it was a little too bright, but that's just a special effects thing. I think the blue light was too a little bit too bright on him. Yeah. 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 But that's I just, a, that's so. another one of those you could nitpick things here and there. Right. Yeah. Well, so. that's like the way we look at things uh, on my other podcast, Keepers of the Fringe. We do uh, the good, the bad, and the nitpicky. Wait, and, you, uh, you do another show? Uh, no, I'm talking about a show I've heard of. It's just. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the nitpicky is basically stuff that, stuff that, that bothers you a little but not enough to detract from your enjoyment of the film yeah so sure there's always stuff like that but yeah 
to me, okay, first thing that you can nitpick or be nitpicky about. For me, that whole sequence with Poe and Hux in the beginning. I was like, <laughs> is this truly necessary? Are you I, kidding me? I loved that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's not necessary, I mean, it's not but it's, it's in character for Poe. It, it was funny. Yeah. I th- see, I thought it was a little over the top for Poe. I, I didn't know, think so. I know we know he's cocky, but I, I thought that was almost too over the top. Uh, I was loving it. But <laughs> I think you kind of needed that to establish where he's at. So it's such a huge difference between where he's at at the beginning and where he's at at the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. This very much, this entire movie, that side of it was very much Poe's learning process of going from the cocky flyboy to the um, responsible leader. Right. So unless we saw that really over-the-top cocky flyboy, it makes it harder to see the to notice the major transition that he goes through. Yeah. And I really, I, I enjoyed that whole scene myself. I thought it was yeah. awesome. That, and then um, the one that I thought almost wasn't needed was um, the whole thing with Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder and just, oh, don't need that. Uh, I can see, see him just dropping it on the ground or something, but Tim throwing it over the cliff, I mean, come on. Uh, that didn't bother me either. It was a place that a laugh wasn't needed. I mean, it wasn't yeah. bad to have one, but that was a laugh moment. You really didn't need one there. See, I, I would have I would have enjoyed it more if it was that whole, uh, there was a hand with that. Yeah. would have made more sense to me. What? When, when she hands him... Well, you know there was a hand with that. Oh, yeah, see, I don't like that. I don't like that joke. That's that's where I would have expected it to to have happened with that line. But to get it and just look at it and go, yeah, whatever, and toss it over the edge, I didn't think that was an, an, a needed element. I I don't think it it lent anything to to the to the progression of the movie. Okay. Yeah. I did. He he doesn't. So he because it sh- it shows that he doesn't care anymore. It's the first sign that he doesn't care. Yeah, he just throws the lightsaber away. Well, there's another there's another one there. We can get into Luke a little bit here. That um, you notice he was taught the dogma of the Jedi: the fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, leads to the dark side. And right. then, um, you notice this entire movie he is dominated by fear. Right. He yeah. Was, he even mentioned straight up to Ray. I've seen this power one other time. I wasn't afraid of it then. I am now. And everything he does in this movie is out of fear yeah which you could tell in all, and all of a sudden that he was never able to fully bring back the jedi order uh and i think kylo ren the whole thing with kylo ren with him standing over him with the lightsaber that was also out of fear right yeah, yeah. and you could yeah. almost take it all the way back to uh um to return of the jedi when he starts to um allow the anger to flow and he beats darth vader and then he steps right. away from yep. it mm-hmm. but remember yep. what yoda had told him before he left be careful the dark side once you start down that path forever will dominate your destiny well at mm-hmm. this point you see that fear has basically dominated his life from the being while he's a Jedi master all the way up to now. And right. here's here, one, one thing I liked about that part with with the with the where he goes after Kylo Ren is they actually you know they showed that they showed that scene from the two different perspectives one from Luke's perspective and one from Kylo's perspective where in Luke's you could see that he had that moment where he was going to kill Kylo Ren because he was afraid of him and then like he said the moment passed and you could see like in his eyes that he realized what am I doing and you know right but then when they showed it from Kylo Ren's perspective, perspective all he saw was luke standing over him with a lightsaber ready to kill him and and the way the way 
So go ahead. The way they did it, you could see that you could, from Kylo's, or, or I should say Ben Solo's perspective, it, it looked like Luke was angry and was just out to kill him. But then you get to see the third point of view, which was actually basically the amalgam of the two and what actually probably happened. Right, yep. Once again, it's Luke allowing fear to dominate everything since Return of the Jedi, seems like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's always sitting there the, in the background. Maybe there was some, um, maybe maybe Luke thought at one point after Jedi, you know, I can bring back the, the Jedi, I can train all these new Jedi and stuff, and I'll I'll usher in a new a new era of the Jedi, and then to have it all go wrong with with Ben Solo like that, mm-hmm. it totally yeah. makes sense. That would, that would you know that would definitely mess you up. Now the the other thing that kind of bugged me is if, if the First Order really wanted to shut down the. Uh, the resistance. Why didn't they just send a star destroyer ahead and, and cut them off at the front instead of just because it wouldn't have been as it would have been a much shorter movie. Yeah, I mean I get that, but it's like why? Sometimes you gotta let things like that I go know. for the progression of the yeah. story. I know, I know, but it's like okay, well, why? There, there's so much that could have been done. Yeah. Um. um the, the whole thing. The nice with, thing is the whole thing with well, Canto Bite was was that I mean, and that whole sub story and everything was was that. How'd y'all feel about that? All of a sudden, we're getting that one. Really, wasn't needed at all. Really, it depends on if they if it depends on if we're ever going to have uh, like Rose and or DJ again. Yeah, well, Rose, it wouldn't have really mattered. I don't think they could have done with something with her on the ship and been fine. Now, if DJ comes back, then it'll matter. Then it will have mattered. Right, right. But if he doesn't come back, and I believe Ryan, well, no, he's not anymore because originally when Ryan Johnson was writing this, he was supposed to be writing eight and nine. Mm. So maybe there is plans to put DJ in the ninth one, but now well, that he's not writing it, we don't know if we're going to get that or not. Well, you never know. He might still have some input, possibly. That, you know, JJ might go to him and say, hey, you know, what do you think of this? Or what, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's a, a little weird having um, totally different teams working on three movies that are actually part of a trilogy of movies. And there isn't an actual, like, um, movie Bible or trilogy Bible sitting there saying, this is the story. Right. Yeah. It, that's one thing that this this whole trilogy could use would have been someone writing down an, at least an outline, a rough outline saying, this is what's going to happen. This is the main idea of each of the three movies. And then you write your own movie, but this is your, this is the idea to start from right now they need something like that how did y'all feel about um princess leia's or general leia's mary poppins moment i thought for sure they had actually swerved us all and uh we're gonna go and kill her that early in the i know i know right and i was like oh so that's how they're gonna do it and then they didn't yeah i don't like it being called her mary poppins moment yeah i didn't mind it because um especially when you see later in the um the fantastically huge and powerful force stuff the force abilities that are in this movie that had never been seen before right. it really didn't bother me that that because yeah. we've never they've ne- we've never been told one way or the other way whether she was ever trained before. She may have actually right. gone through some training with Luke. She may have. Uh, and, you know, some some people say that Yoda actually wanted to train her at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually, a, um, that was in some of the original drafts, I think, was the fact that he wanted to or something. Or there was something written down somewhere. The only, the only no, no, thing no, no, about it. That's, um, that's in that from a certain point of view book. Yeah. yeah. That's what I heard, yeah. The only thing about it is it did look a little weird, which is why it bugs me when people call it a Mary Poppins moment. But yeah. But, well, we've seen in the Star Wars universe and Rebels and a couple other places that uh, people can survive out in the Star Wars universe outside of the ship for a certain amount of time. I believe right, Kanan yeah. does it in Rebels last season mm, for yeah. a short, short amount of time. 
So it didn't bother me that bad. No. And then also knowing that, you know, Carrie Fisher is gone. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's a hard thing. How do you handle, you know, mm-hmm. how do you handle that? Well, I do like where the end of this movie is set up perfect so that she doesn't have to be in the next one at all. She will have, you do a 10 year time jump because in that 10 years, Kylo Ren, right now, Kylo Ren is Supreme Leader. Right. And he has, um, and he has to basically cement his legacy as Supreme Leader. He also right. needs to um, spread out back out through the galaxy because there is no government right now. Right. And you the, remember, the this reason. movie takes place right after The Force Awakens. So we're only maybe a week after the Hosian Prime has been explo- blown up. Right. right. And then the, the resistance has been, you know, almost the completely down to, yeah, about 150, 200 people, and that's it. Now, they that, have allies. Yeah. Well, they have allies out in the outer rim. Well, they have um, few enough people that they all fit on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they have allies in the outer rim and stuff. They just have to get out there to them. And they and we see we have to have time for the legends to get out there. We see in the very end of the movie that the legend of what Luke Skywalker did there on Crate is getting out there. People are hearing about it. Right. Yep. So we Which, have to have time for legends to spread. We have to have time for Ray to actually do some training on her own, and then maybe finding other people with their force sensitive all. Also. Which leads uh, me maybe to Kylo that. Ren, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, maybe Kylo Ren will actually um, will see the rest of the Knights of Ren when we in the next movie because yeah, when he fell, maybe, he yeah. took some of the um, the most promising students with him and killed the rest. Right. So where were you going to go, Derek? I was just going to say that that makes me think of the uh, the Luke Skywalker legend stories that you were telling me about, mm-hmm. telling us about, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I love how on uh, what can't tell bite was it me or did that one boy who grabbed the. Uh, um, the broom. That wasn't just you. Did, did he no, kind of he, he used the force to grab the broom. It kind of okay. jumped into his hand. Yeah. But then uh, he also has Rose's ring. So the legends right. are out there. People are learning uh, or um, hearing about this. That's another thing that uh, I was talking to my friend about was the fact that uh, Luke seemed like he needed a lot of training to figure out how to do what he needed to do, where Ray doesn't need as much. But if you look at the time frame, when Luke is told about the Jedi, they were very much very legendary and people did not know what the Jedi could do, what they couldn't do, because the Empire for 20 years has been destroying all traces of the Jedi. Right. So no one's right. talking about the rumors. No one's talking about the legends. They just knew that these were these wizard guys that were just out there. That's all that. That's all Luke knew. So right. he didn't know when he heard he had the force. He had never even heard of the force before. Whereas when you get to Ray, people had heard the legend of Luke Skywalker, what he had done for the rebellion, the legendary Jedi master. Remember in the force awakens, she remembers him as the Jedi master. Mm-hmm. Right. So she knew generally what Jedi had or the rumors of what Jedi could do. So when she's told she can use the force, she could actually start, trying to figure out what is this how does this work right maybe that's what i've been feeling this whole time right because yeah. so it's like said, for her it would said, be a whole lot yeah huh she said that was something she always felt in her and she didn't know mm-hmm. what it was right but now that she knows what it is she says okay well if i've done stuff and i felt this little tingling here and there then maybe if i keep doing it more that way i can feel it better and it leads her a little farther down the road Luke, right. without um ben's help i don't think would ever have figured it out because he didn't even know the force existed right, right. And he, he didn't know that he was mm-hmm. sensitive to it this is true. Now, speaking of Ray, do we? How do you guys feel? Uh, to me, I think it's still a Snoke trick. 
before because it happened before he was killed. The whole thing about Ray's parents. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think that's the actual story necessarily. We might find out more in the next movie. That could see, just, that could, it could just go that. either way. Yeah, it could go either way. That could be it. Which is actually see, I'm fine either way. To be honest with you, if if her parents are nobody, then I'm okay with that. But if they are somebody, you know, one of the characters we know, then that's cool too. Right. See, I I kind of running under the theory because there's been fan speculation out there for years that the whole prophecy of the chosen one maybe that's something that happens in every generation or every two to three generations and right. it's, no, it's not always recognized so the jedi don't realize how often it does happen right. that she perhaps they're they're probably right i don't think that was a trick from snoke because i'm thinking the whole thing that connected kylo and ray wasn't snoke at all he was just taking when he said that he had connected them he was taking advantage of something that was already happening right yeah he was kind of snowballing them and saying you know what oh they're talking he knew they were talking back and forth He's like yeah i was linking your minds because he is Kylo's master, right? He was. So I think I don't think he had anything to do with that. It was a natural thing of them being opposites. And I think what it is is um, the Force realized at a certain point it needs um, the the humans or the peoples of the universe need someone to step up. Where um, in the original trilogy it was Anakin because his Smee had no Force ability at all, as far as we know. Right. right. But Anakin was a virgin to the Force. He had no father. He was created by the Force. Well, what's the chance that Ray either was created? by the force or her parents had no force ability at all but uh the force had chosen her to be the opposite to ben solo true because ben solo is um is the direct descendant of darth vader of anakin skywalker the virgins in the force well that one had gone so far in one direction that the force knew it needed something i mean the living force that actually is making choices because if you pay attention to qui-gon the force does direct things depending on who you're talking to the living force or the universal force type deal right living force is actually making actively making decisions well, maybe the living force had decided that, you know what, Kylo Ren, uh, um, Ben Solo needs an opposite or needs someone to temper him. And so it chose Ray, a nobody from a nowhere planet. Even Luke said, she's like, I'm from um, Jakku. He's like, that is pretty much nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a nobody from a nowhere planet, has no no family ties or anything else. And all of a sudden she's going to become great. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that as of right now, she is nobody from nowhere. And I think that's actually who she is. I think that's part of what that whole um, dark side cave experience from her was she starts to see the um reflection of her parents possibly and then you find it opens up and it's just her but also the beauty of that is is she wants obviously she wants so bad to be from something from somebody right yeah that to find out that no you're just you're just nobody from you know your parents were nobody and and you just they were drunks that mm-hmm. you know, you know, they could have cared less, right? That kind of, that kind of, um, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna have an effect on her too. Yeah, yep. but, but being that, that, um, so go ahead. But then the other, the other reason I wonder what if we still, if that still might not be the truth is there was the whole thing about she remembers her parents leaving. So was that just her parents dumping her, or was that really something else? Well, I'm, I'm wondering. Are her parents truly, um, were, were they part of the Jedi Temple led by Luke? And of course, they were in a situation like Anakin and and um, Padme, and they put her there to protect her from, from Kylo and the Knights of Ren. Possibly, yeah. Something like that could be. Maybe. And if That's so, where this third movie is going to come into play on a lot of this. And now that yeah. it's J.J. Abrams involved. 
um, and coming back to it, you know, what what is the chance that we're going to come back to? Okay, he he's liked what Ryan Johnson's done. What what's the chance of it? You know, how's he going to spin it back? Right, and that's the thing I was saying earlier. Like he could, they, you know, JJ could go to Ryan and say, "Hey, you know, what? Let's let's uh, let's put our thoughts together on this or right. on this or you know." Yeah. Well, let's. I I got a little bit of a different direction. If you guys are ready, sure. Because in this, the one thing we, the one answer we do not get, and looks like we are not going to get in the third one, obviously, is who is Snow? Well, we might n- not necessarily because we might still be able to find out if we get more into Kylo Ren's backstory a little because yeah. Snoke, you know, Snoke took took him in after he killed, attempted to kill Luke Skywalker and everything. So right. we might find out more from there. But also, I read an article today that said uh, we might be able to find some hints in the Star Wars Visual Dictionary, okay. the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary about who he is. So we might actually find out at some point still. I still think might- I'm... So go ahead. It might be something we find out in one of the books, or it might not actually be yeah. in the next movie, but we might, we probably will. There's a chance we might still find out at some point. At this point, I'm almost wondering, do we, it doesn't matter who Snoke was. Um, For us? For us, yes. But in general, to the story of Star Wars, does it matter? Probably not. Well, again, it depends on how much. Yeah, it all depends. I don't know. It all depends on where they go with the next movie. I still like the idea, because Darth Plagueis, the book, is actually a Legends now. Mm-hmm. So Darth Plagueis, we we know Darth Plagueis is canon though. He was Sidious's Wait, master. I thought Plagueis. And Darth Sidious killed him. I thought Plagueis mm-hmm. came out right before the purchase. That's why I said it's in Legends. It's not actually in canon. Okay, but so, um, he, but Darth so Plagueis, Plagueis himself is. Yeah, Plagueis himself, the character is, but they don't have right. any descriptions of him at all. He was just the master of Darth Sidious, and right. he could actually um, possibly create life through the Force. So I'm wondering, did he possibly survive? And Snoke is Plagueis or Plagueis, and then he was. Well, out of hiding after he came out of hiding after uh palpatine's death yeah then there's also the other thing is is with with all the misdirection and things we felt is that is snoke actually dead uh i i think so since he's in like four pieces yeah but you know they cut darth maul in half and he came back and also was that really the real snoke that's where i was thinking Okay. That could have been, you know. But the cool thing about this was a couple things that um, they've been saying in The Force Awakens and in this one fully came true. Now, remember, what's Kylo Ren's whole mission? Finish what Darth Vader started. He was going to become better than Darth Vader. Well, Darth Vader, his whole goal in life of a Sith is to destroy your master and take his place. Right. Right. Kylo did that. Right. He finished what Darth Vader started. Um, Also, in the lift, it's interesting because in the lift, going up to the um, Snoke's chamber, I don't remember exactly what the lines are, but what they're saying to between Kylo and Rey comes to pass in a little bit twisted way of what they're saying it, but it's exactly what they said. He mm. does end up turning on his master, right? Right. But doesn't she's assuming you're not gonna um you're not gonna go with Snoke. You're gonna turn on Snoke and join me. Well, he did turn on Snoke, but he didn't join her. Right. And there's one something Check he says that's yeah. the same thing, but it just twists it. The same way as when Snoke was standing there talking about um Kylo turns the lightsaber and he gets ready to destroy his enemy as Luke's saber is turning sideways beside. Snoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much the same thing. It's it's almost like why didn't they do this <laughs> during Return of the Jedi? 
What you got, Derek? Uh, I just both of you turned your heads and looked at the same time at something. <laughs> oh, at the exact same time. It was weird. Anyway, hey, I just uh, want to make sure you're not spinning a lightsaber on me. Yeah, <laughs> on a on a. Although um, boards might. Yeah, <laughs> on a really. No. Though, Which one are you? Uh, I know. Were you guys hoping that that lightsaber would turn turn on and roast a sport a pork? No, no. <laughs> when one was jumping on top of the activation stud while the other one's looking oh, at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, it that would actually. be fantastic. Um, so on a related note, how cool was that fight scene with the uh, Kylo and Ray and the the guard there? Oh, that was amazing. That was yeah. awesome. Well, oh, it made, made, made me almost wonder if the guards were um, were Knights of Ren. That just that's didn't... what I, that's where I was going to go next. Ooh, were they actually yeah, the rest of those students? That's interesting. Because Although their weapons, that... you say, were see, were designed to fight lightsabers. Yeah. Although that's that would be this that would be uh, kind of sad that he had to kill them all then. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, but that's actually yeah, yeah that's a cool it, idea. It's cool, but it's also almost that necessary evil, you know, because if he kills Snoke, then they're going to kill him. So what makes it so? Right now, there is no apprentice. So he, as long as he doesn't take on an apprentice, there's no one to kill him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. There, there, there's no, there's no move to. Well, also to, to try you and gotta remember. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say there's no move to try to, uh, you know, dethrone the the Sith Master at the moment. Well, you gotta remember a couple things here, though. As of right now, there is no rule of two because right. um, Kylo Ren is not a Sith. He even remember this whole time he's talking about um, he's done with the Jedi, putting away old things. No more Jedi, no more Sith. All of this is gone. Just all there is is the Force. Right. Right. Where Rey actually is a Jedi. She's, she said it. Luke even said that she is a Jedi. She is the last of the Jedi right now. Mm. Right. And Snow or um, Kylo is not a Sith. He does not want to be a Sith. He's he uses the dark side, but he doesn't. He just uses the forces for all he cares. True. He's something new. So I don't think we're going to get Sith at all in the next um, episode. Right. I don't yeah. think he's going to call himself a Sith. No one's going to be calling him Sith, but it will be Jedi versus whatever he becomes. So there is no rule of two. He could start an academy training dark side force users Ooh. if that's the way they want to go. With it. Now I think he's going to be a little busy to be doing something like that, but mm, probably yes. <laughs> yeah, but he's got hugs to to help him out. Hugs, <laughs> hugs, hugs. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, hope yeah. That entire that entire exchange, he actually is saying hugs the whole time. Is he? I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, there was a lot to unpack in this, and we're still going to be doing it for months and months while we're trying to figure this out. We've uh, only yeah. got a couple months before we hit Han Solo. I know. I can't wait to see the again and get the uh the um second view you know the perspective i've taken it all in so now i can watch it a second time and actually focus on things a little more yeah yeah i think i do want to see it a second time almost i feel like i almost need to see it a second time mm. it's I th- just, i'm thinking i might go see it sometime this week since i'm still i'm off all week i don't know it's just yeah, a matter to think of that it's just a matter of when can i see it again mm. yeah um speaking of porgs i did i read an interesting article the other day that that, uh, Was it 10 might, fit best recipes for pork? No. <laughs> there might actually be a reason that there are porgs in the movie that people don't realize. And they were saying Other that... just covering up the thousands of uh, puffins on the island? Oh, never mind. That was it. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you sorry. ruined it for me. <laughs> We've already talked about that on here. Did we? I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, that, it's, an, it's like um, when the porgs first, first debuted. Yeah. 
Skellig Michael and the other one that's right beside it, the other Skellig. Actually, I think it's just called the other Skellig or something like that. The other one is actually you're not allowed to have people on the island at all because it's a pork sa- or um, yeah, pork. Uh, <laughs> it's a puffin sanctuary. The other yeah. island did. Yeah. So no people are not on, allowed on that island at all. And this one you have to be careful everywhere you're at because they nest in the ground. So you can't. You have to be careful where you walk so you don't um, one break your ankle and two you're not allowed to disturb the puffins. Right. So they could. It's not like right. they could get rid of the puffins. And you know how many thousands and thousands of dollars it would cost to get rid of them from all the shots. Right. Yeah. Well, here. here Although the caretakers were interesting. Yeah. So the the ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> now, now Fish here. Nuns? Yeah. Here, here's a question. Um, with Batu, which is the name of Star Wars: The Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Will turkey legs be called porgs on a stick? I hope so. I think they'd have to have like whole Cornish game hens, wouldn't they? Rather than just a leg. <laughs> Depends on how they doctor it up. <laughs> it looked like the porg legs are really small. <laughs> it's Disney. They'll figure out a way to do it. They, they were injected with midichlorians. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's like, well, Vicky's Vicky's big question was, all the porgs that ended up staying on the Falcon when they left, was that just emergency rations? Possibly. Was was Chewie finally tired of ration cubes and ration sticks that he decided to bring lunch with him? I don't know. That depends on if he ate that when he cooked or not. Yeah, for someone who will rip your arms off and beat you with them if you get him upset, Chewie, he does kind of have a big heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, here here's another one. Um, oh, shoot. I just forgot where I was going. Did you happen to catch some of the adornment of Luke's sanctuary there on Octu? What it was made of? Stone. Well, the door is parts of of the X-wing. Yeah. That he crashed and that's yeah. sitting in the. Oh yeah, yeah. And that, he can't land for some reason. He can fly like crazy. He can't land. Well, but, allegedly he did that on purpose. <laughs> yep. But it was also um, very similar to how Yoda's escape pod was used as a major part of the uh, of his hut on Dagobah. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. You use uh, you use what you have, and it, if this was uh, such an ancient Jedi temple, which it is an ancient monastery here on Earth, the doors and stuff would have been the first thing to deteriorate and go. Yeah. Right. If they even had them yeah. to begin with. So certain things you would have had to bring from elsewhere. Yeah. No, the best part is the um, the blue milk. Yeah, but that was actually green milk coming out of that one. Yeah. Straight from the source. Yeah, but... And that was a little disturbing, actually. <laughs> Whatever the... I forget what the name of that... Someone... I heard the name of that mon- of that creature, but I forget what it is. It's like you yeah, see the look too. of satisfaction on his face after. It's like, oh yeah, I've been waiting for someone to come and milk this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like with cows. After, if you've ever seen a cow that's waiting to get milked, they seem so much happier after they're milked. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably like when you really got to go to the bathroom, you know. Anybody who's gone to see a movie in a movie theater understands the feeling. <laughs> yes. Especially a two and a half hour Star Wars movie. After drinking, let's see, what did I have? I had a uh, two cokes and a coffee before the movie <laughs> oh yeah that was not a smart idea but hey i made it oh derek when you go to when you go to imax you got to get the uh the uh, um souvenir movie pack because it's like 20 bucks for popcorn and drink but mm. you get an actual metal tin popcorn bucket oh cool um and then the the uh regular plastic uh last jedi cup with a cu- cup topper on it and actually the topper is a lot better nicer and cooler than the ones were for the phantom menace oh nice it's a blind bag. You never know what you're going to get. We got it. We got it last year with um with the Rogue One. We got the metal bucket. Oh, okay. And the uh, the topper. Uh, ours didn't have a um, souvenir pack when we went, and we went. Well, I think this was just with the IMAX theaters. We went Saturday night, but. 
I know in the past that it wasn't all um, just limited IMAX. There was you know, quite a few. Well, maybe it's not IMAX. Maybe it's just Regal Cinema. That's, I went to go see it yeah. at Regal. Uh, see, our, ours, yeah. was, ours was Regal, and we didn't have it this go-around. Hmm. So I've seen it at Cinemark, and I've seen it at Regal. Cinemark, I wanted to get one of the T-shirts. They had like three different T-shirts there that they had available. And it's cool because it, on the back it has almost like a band T-shirt where it says where they've been and all that stuff. But it has a list mm-hmm. of all the movies and the release dates. And uh, we went to the first showing. We were there at 6 o'clock. We got out of the first showing, and they were sold out of all the T-shirts. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. We figured we didn't want to have to carry it in with us and have it the whole time. We'll just pick it up afterwards. All the souvenir stuff was sold out after, before by the time we got out there. <laughs> did you guys, when you went the first time, did you have some good costumes? There, there wasn't that much in the way of costumes to that. But most of really? the theaters are, um, don't allow, they don't allow lightsabers anymore at all. Most of no. them, they don't allow masks at all. Well, the theater I went to, they actually um, had some of their staff dress up. So they yeah. had a couple, they had a couple of guys in Stormtrooper outfits, uh, a Troopers. They had a guy in Boba Fett, so it was really cool. Yeah, and of course the guys, the guy, two of the stormtroopers were standing outside the theater, and as you walked in, they were like, they kept saying, "Move along, move along." <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. I wonder if they were um, local five hundred first. Oh, they might have been. Sh- oh, yeah, I didn't even ask. The theater might have hired them. Yeah. Well, five hundred first would have done it. You don't have to hire them. They just, you just invite them out, and if they're able to, they make they come out and do it. Yeah, but a, a lot if you do pay them, it goes to charity. A lot, well, a lot of times now it has to be approved by Lucasfilm too. Even even if it's just a local local thing like that, it has to be approved mm-hmm. by Lucasfilm now. Even five hundred first because they're not they don't yep. work for Lucasfilm. No, but it still has to be approved by Lucasfilm. It, it it's just been recent. Anything anything official, if you want the five hundred first, you have to get it approved by by Lucasfilm in order. Or the five hundred first has to get it approved before they they can show up mm. as an official function, mm. which is really. Really, really crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, what else we got with the movie here, guys? I think we I, tackled a lot. Like I said, there's going to be we we're gonna be talking about this for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, Derek, like I said, you're going to learn a lot of more stuff that you just didn't even notice the first time through. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Now. I like this story from StarWars.com. Uh, it was the best of 2017, which we really haven't had a, a best of. I mean, the other shows, yeah, we got the award shows. But, I mean, how would we do award shows here? Uh, comics, not many choices. Books, yeah, there's quite a bit of choices. Best TV show, Rebels or Lego Freemakers? <laughs> best movie. No, no, no. You could also put in their forces of destiny. This is true. Technically. Yeah. Technically, yeah, because be streaming. And we had two movies this year. Too. No, we didn't. The Rogue One played a lot on the um, past January first, right? But that's technically last year's film because it played into February, I believe. But it was released. It would qualified yeah. as last year, not this year. Although one thing we didn't talk about um, yet is actually where we're at money wise for this. This is true. And everybody's complaining about how um, how it made drastic changes between the first opening weekend and the second weekend, which we're uh, as of recording, we're eleven days into this, and uh, we're already. And I told you guys before. You Usually, I don't pay attention to the domestic at all because right. this is a worldwide movies are a worldwide thing now. Mm-hmm. Right. So worldwide, we're the Star Wars: The Last Jedi is at seven hundred ninety-one million six hundred eighty-eight thousand eight hundred forty-four dollars. That's almost eight hundred million dollars already. So it, unless something drastic happens, we're going to hit a bill one billion probably by um, middle of next week, maybe the week after. Yep. And, and I shall you, contribute. And you look <laughs> at domestic and international both together. 
and they're about even right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So out of that seven, we're about three hundred fifty million on each. So yeah, there was a major drop off between the first week and second week. But you went from two hundred twenty million to another hundred and twenty million the next the second weekend. And most movies, one hundred twenty million is a great opening weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah, really. And then you know there was a little thing uh, called Christmas that kind of yeah took took a lot of people's uh, time and money away. True. True. Well, here here are some of the best of 2017, according to StarWars.com. Uh, Star Wars Rebels ups ups the stakes and barrels towards its conclusion, uh, where we see you know we you know last year we saw Thrawn and Saul Guerrero introduced. Now we're seeing more storyline involved with that. Uh, Sabine's helping out with the you know by putting the dark saber into the hands of Bo Katan um, and giving Mandalore its first leader in years. Uh, the first on-screen kiss be- between Hera and Kanan. Um, we see Hot Callus, aka Asian Alexander Callus, become a part <laughs> of the rebellion. Um, the Lothal Wolves. Um, it, it's it's interesting to see where we're going to end up as we get closer to the the events of Rogue One. Yeah, we have what seven episodes left. I'm I still bummed so. that it's ending, but um, imagine how know. crazy these seven episodes are going to be. No, oh, yeah. And Dave Filoni is going to give us an actual end to the show. Is he going to give us a definite answer of what happens with Ahsoka? We do get. Well, I know that he said that he did say there is. Um, we are going to get it. It may. Not, I don't know if it's going to be the end of Ahsoka's story, but we will know what happened at the end of that battle. Okay. And I think he said he is going to um, show us what happens to Ahsoka. So I don't know if that means she continues on. If she finally walks off into the sunset for the for the end, maybe we get a Force Ghost Ahsoka, and that'll answer it all. Well, here's mm-hmm. the question: If she did survive, does that possibly mean that once they finish? the conclusion here if she is alive do we potentially see her in episode nine that's possible actually i almost wouldn't mind seeing her in han solo this is true solo definitely takes place 10 to 15 years probably before a new hope she would have been out there in the galaxy but i don't i don't think we're going to see her in han solo i don't think so either because because, i mean this has been one of those secrets that feloni has kept really tight and didn't want it doesn't want it spoiled before he gets to reveal it himself in the show, yeah. So if well, she no, no, does, no. if she does live, solo. well, go ahead. If she does live, that gives J.J. Abrams all carte blanche to use her in episode nine. Yeah, which could well, be the new master for Ray. Han Solo, you got to remember, takes place before Rebels, right? So it well, doesn't matter what they do in Han Solo; it doesn't affect what happened at the end of that battle. It's true, true. So she, it could be kind of like the way they put um, Hera and the Ghost into Rogue One. You just have someone ask about her or something. Right. Now, the next thing, uh, Forces of Destiny and Blips offer bite-sized Star Wars stories with a heart. Uh, I don't remember Blips. I'm going to have to go. Blips, I don't remember. This I'm going to have to check out. Uh, BB-8 landed a starring role in the series of bite-sized Blips, simple animated sketches that highlight the shenanigans of the beloved Astromech and his counterparts and friends who get mm. and friends get into when they're facing down stormtroopers, pesky porgs, and the enemy of short droids everywhere. Uh, the dreaded control panel positioned just out of reach. And of course, we have Forces of Destiny, which is a micro adventures highlighting the various female characters in the movie. Um, moving on, the ILM X Lab changes reality with um, you know Star Wars droid repair and also Star Wars Secrets of the Empire, a um, a mind blowing hyper reality experience starring the snarky K two S O. Oh wow. Um, 
You also get, see, I want to say that is also, Secrets of the Empire is also something over at, it's done by, um, by The Void. I think we talked about this over at, uh, Disney Springs here in, okay. here in Florida. Um, <laughs> also too, Star Wars Tales for Kids reach new heights, such as Chewie and the Porgs, which I want to get that book for my daughter as much as yeah. she's like, we got the new Lego catalog and I guess the ultimate collector's edition of the Falcon comes with Porgs. Oh, that'd be cool. So oh, cool. she wants a couple of the Lego Porgs. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm checking out that Star Wars blips right now. Yeah. I just watched it. That was that, that first one's fun. Yeah. There's a couple of them. So there's the one with BB-8 and that new uh, Imperial uh, Imperial First Order. BB-90. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, what with the books, you know, Forces of Destiny also had the books as well, along with the toys. Um, but the other books, BB-8 on the run, Chewie and the Porks, uh, engaging chapter books like Adventures in Wild Space and Join the Resistance to the graphic novels, The Return of the Jedi, Re- The Return of Jedi Academy. Uh, and of course, IDW's ongoing series, Star Wars Adventures, which has been a great hit. And Marvel alone. Um, now, speaking of Marvel, Darth Vader's first armor clad steps into a memorable year in comics when we essentially got Charles Soule doing Vader, or Darth Vader, year one, aka the, the second volume of Darth Vader, uh, with Marvel, first being done by Karen Gillian. Um, it showed us how he acquired his lightsaber, how, how kyber saber, uh, kyber crystals bleed essentially to create the red for the, for the Sith saber. Mm-hmm. Um, the crossover event, which is, was a multi-winning thing over on Mighty Marvel Geeks with our non-awards. Uh, it won best event and best, best one shot in mini. Um, with the crossover event of the Screaming Citadel, uh, Dr. Afro is still great and going, going strong. The Phasma mini was, was awesome. And we see how she escaped the trash compactor. Um, and of course, uh, honoring 40 years of Star Wars at Celebration Orlando, which uh, I was, was glad to say I was glad to be a part of. Uh, wish you guys were able to join me down here. I got to watch it from, um, watch that, at least that whole panel from home, and that was amazing. I was shocked at some of the people they actually got in on it. Uh, Harrison Ford making an appearance. Hayden Christensen showing up. Harrison Ford, I believe, making his first appearance at Celebration. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, I was amazed that George Lucas was there. I was, too. Uh, now, the and John Williams. That I wasn't too surprised with. I kind of... I kind of heard that there was something big going on with the Orlando Orchestra. I'm like, okay, Williams is in town. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, the Freemakers meet new villains and allies. Season two of Lego, uh, Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures, uh, came out, uh, with a full story arc, um, where they find their place in the Rebel Alliance while Ro- Rowan seeks to build the Arrowhead ship, which may change the tide in the war. Um, and of course, there's you know Lieutenant Valera, even Roger, who's who's the uh, the battle droid that they rebuild and and work that's working for them. Um, it, it, but the but the show really really shown its its stuff in the finale, Return of the Return of the Jedi, where so many seeds are planted throughout the series, from Xander's old crush to Kyber the Kyber Saber. It all comes to fruition, um, which is the uh, it shows how much heart. It, the show has so much heart and it's so much fun. It feels so Star Wars. So that if you're missing it, you're really missing out. Uh, that's a quote from James Floyd. I just wish part of this was considered canon. 
because the Freemaker stuff isn't isn't canon. Although they do say it's, I think they, the way they said it was it's in the spirit of canon. It is. So if you so see anything it. they use anything they use in it is something that actually does exist in the universe at that time. So that's like stuff like I think they didn't they say they had Hera show up on it once or something Hera like that. Hera showed up, so she's still. Then alive. it shows that in between Empire and Jedi, she is alive. Well, so. they they even allude to as well that Hera made it all the way through to the Battle of the Second Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, because that's in Forces of Death. Now, um, Rogue right, One, yeah. Rogue One, and a game-changing Star Wars Rebels season come home. Uh, you know, of course, we get Rogue One and Star Wars Rebels season three uh, coming home on disc. Um, and of course, the the behind the scenes on how Leia and Tarkin were brought to film with the CG uh, Rebels has some great things too with the audio commentaries and behind the scenes with Timothy Zahn introducing Thrawn um, and the discussion. This has been a big year for Thrawn in general. Yeah. Yeah, it has. <laughs> and don't and don't forget twenty eighteen, the Thrawn miniseries coming to Marvel. And oh, another Thrawn book coming next summer. Yep. Mm. Um, also, too, uncovering Star Wars Galaxy Edge and more Disney Park surprises, which we now know is called Batu and will and is part of canon and most likely will get referenced in future shows and future future movies. But no one will ever. But we won't see those characters actually go because I think if it sh- if they show up in the movies, it's going to take away from the thrill of going to the park. Oh, why should I go when it's yeah when I can actually live it and experience? Mm-hmm. So, um, and of course, Batu has been added to the Star Star Tours missions, um, and, and even even those missions have changed some. Where they're now grouped, you, you, when you go and do the missions, you're not going to get oh a prequel planet and set a sequence and an original trilogy sequence. It's either your your whole ride experience is going to be prequel or it's going to be uh, original trilogy or now potentially all uh, sequel trilogy. So they're going to have separate lines for which one you want to go to? Um, possibly, or it just may be uh, still randomized. But once you know, oh, I'm on Naboo, the whole thing's going to be prequel. Prequel, right. Oh, I'm on Hoth. Yeah, we go to we go to Hoth, the whole thing's original trilogy. Oh, we're going through the Star Destroyer and Jakku. The whole thing, you're, you're most likely going to get Jakku and you're gonna get Cantel uh, um, Bite or not Cantel Bite Crate. If they were like, if they were gonna do that. Personally, I would like to see them actually just go like in order of how they are in the trilogies. Yeah, but the thing is, it's it, it, it gets confusing with your timeline. When it's like, oh, I start off in Naboo, but oh wait, I'm finishing going through the des- doing the Death Star trench battle. Yeah, so it's like uh, oh, no, because Naboo Naboo was in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but <sighs> not going through and being chased by the sea creature. It's a little different. And not the original. <laughs> now, there, there's also been, um, when they did the uh, Galactic Party uh, on the 16th, they showed a little bit of what to expect with the Falcon. And you're going to walk up the ramp, and the inside of the Falcon is literally going to look like the inside of the Falcon. Uh-huh. So this this is the ship we've been looking for. That's awesome. Cool. So I will... What, walk- what is it inside? Just in a, a walk-around interactive exhibit? Or... No, it... 
part of the part of the queue line, part of it is how you get into the ride, which you will be flying the Falcon. Yeah. So um, they haven't they haven't released more, but all they've released is the queue line leading into it. And you're literally walking up the ramp and you're walking down the hallways of the Falcon. So so cool. My ship is getting built. I want I want to do a sticker that says property of Mike and put it on her. (laughs) So uh, new game experiences arrive like classics and Battlefront 2. So, you know, Galaxy of Heroes, which is a um, mobile game, has brought turn-based warfare to players and um and then battlefront is more of the capture the flag but introduced a great little storyline uh for single player and robust starfighter assault mode uh even with its flaws the game is still a great game um and then you know book wise the galaxy grows with major new books like well, hang on before we get to um there we got we are looking forward to next year um let me pull up exactly what they're calling it star wars rise of the empire should be released sometime hopefully in the first half of next year for mobile, which is a straight yeah. up strategy game. I've yeah. been playing that for six months or so because I've got in on the um, alpha. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it? a fun game. It's basically you nice. build up your base. It's a strat, and um, you go out mining. You, you beat, fight str- um, smugglers. It's Rise to Power. Star Wars Rise to Power from EA, and uh, there the galaxy is separated into sectors just like normal, and either right. they're um, rebel or empire uh, controlled. And there are times when you have conflict events where uh, you go into a sector and you're fighting back and forth whoever controls. Controls, um, whichever side controls the most points or planets at the end of the conflict, that sector cha- can change from re- Empire to, rebe- to Rebel. Sounds like a sounds like an upgrade to uh, Star Wars Commander. I, I don't know. I never yeah. played Commander. I used to like that but, game. Um, yeah, it got have, frustrating. But you <laughs> can pick up different commanders. You can, um, as you upgrade your base, you can get different starfighters and things. Right now, uh, the galaxy grew with with major new books uh, like Rebel Rising by our guest Beth Revis. Um, which I, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity to shout out a big thanks to to Rocco Depu. Depot, Depot, Rocco Depot. Um, they gave us a really great review. Uh, I've been very appreciative of the reviews we have gotten from them in the past. Uh, the good, the bad. Uh, they're honest. I, I appreciate that, and we we've used that to kind of help improve the show as we can. Um, but I I really liked how you know they really plugged the interview with with Beth and and said it was a must listen. So um, a lot of. Cr- a lot of kudos to, to Rocco Depot. You guys are great, and and please thank you for helping keep us honest uh, when it comes to our show and, and other Star Wars podcasts out there. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who who don't pay attention to them, uh, shame on you uh, because they 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 will help you improve. I mean, I'm not changing too much of how our show format style wise is, but it, it does. I do pay attention to how we better our segments and better our shows. Like I understand this one's getting a little long uh and we might get dinged on it but it, it, it's, it's a way for us to to wrap up the movie wrap up the year for the show uh it's kind of a, a year-end show so um but you know the the delia dawson's phasma book was a great book um i haven't had a chance to read it yet uh claudia yeah, we Gray, never talked about her much during the um movie but the book made her showed she was an awesome character yep. and she's always uh-huh. been phasma all the way back to the beginning before yep. she was ever even part of the first order uh we mm-hmm. had leia princess of alder 
Oberon by Claudia Gray. Uh, from a certain point of view, took a whole heap of fun stories and, and gave them original takes and new characters. And on the nonfiction mm-hmm. side, you got Stormtroopers behind the armor with uh, Ryder Wyndham and Adam Adam Bray, who I would love to get both of those guys on the show as well. Uh, and then, of course, we talked about Star Wars The Last Jedi and, uh, and our views on that. So that kind of wraps up 20, 2017 when it comes to Star Wars. What a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's big, big things coming for next year. Like I said, we've only got a couple of months till it's time for Han Solo. Yep. yep. We have New Thrawn coming. Rebels is ending, but we'll, and we'll more than likely get an announcement by the time that ends on what's coming next. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And we have the Disney app right on the horizon with the new live action series and, and I believe, an animated series coming for that. Yep. Now, here, here's, here's the thing. It was talked about. We were going to get a solo trailer before the end of the year. Uh, year's almost up. When are we getting it? We may still get it. I, like I said, it may that may drop this weekend we with hope. the um, Last Jedi this weekend. We can hope. It's got to be soon because this weekend's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, point blank. We shall see. This weekend is it. I mean, how much more do we go? Well, if it does drop, we'll know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Well, I think that's going to draw us to a close. Uh, we covered a lot. There's a lot coming. Uh, 2018, we got Solo to look forward to. Back at the old original Star Wars release point of Memorial Weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there, especially with all the issues that had happened during that time. Um, what are y'all's hopes for 2017 or 2018? Sorry. Well, like I said, a lot of what I was already mentioning, I'm looking forward to uh, the Han Solo movie. I'm looking forward to that brand new Thrawn book. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to what books they've not announced yet because um, because I've been able to get them from the library, I've been able to listen to the audiobooks of most of what's been out so far. Canto Bite I'm waiting on because um, the library just got it, so I'm on the waiting list for it. But I've read pretty much everything up till now. Okay. And it, the, there's some amazing stuff that came out. And um, next year, it looks like it's just going to be that much better. Yeah. yeah. I am I am looking forward to, but also not looking forward to, the end of Rebels. Uh, looking forward to it because it should be really cool, the last seven. But also, you know, I'm still sad that it's ending. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't. I'm not looking forward to the ending, but I'm curious to see where where it goes from here. Mm. So, uh, wh- where do we end up going? How do we end up getting there? It, it's it's going to be intriguing to see. It, it really will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of the other things I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, Star Wars related, kind of not. I'm looking forward to our 50th episode shortly after the first of the year. Oh wow! <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing number That's 48 right, right yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. Wow. We've actually been at this this long. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Can't believe I put up with you guys that long. And don't forget, we started off doing it every other week. Yeah. Yep. A big milestone for us is we've made it to uh, where we're now found on Sorcerer Radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I think we we've got some some great successes now. Uh, we're 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 steadily growing. Uh, we're becoming a a um, a known in the in the Star Wars podcasting universe in the Star Wars universe as, as a whole. Uh, we thank you, the listeners, for that. Hi everybody. Um, 
All three of you. No. Seriously. Yeah. No. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, okay. think it, I think it's four now. Is it four? I think so. Hey, my parents listen. So we're, I think we're up to six. Hey, all right. So, uh, so no, we, we thank everyone uh, for being part. We we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, f- please, please feel free to contact us at Wookiee at net. Hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, we're going to take next week off, the week of New Year's, and we will be back the following week um, getting back into it. Uh, for those of you guys who also follow um, Mighty Marvel Geeks and, Wook- and Weeby Geeks, uh, no shows this week, no shows next week. We'll be back uh, the week following New Year's or New Year's week. So, um, any final thoughts from you guys? Uh, happy New Year to everybody. And uh, yes, Happy New Year. Be safe. Stay safe out there, people. That's all we ask. We, we want to be able to hear, hear you guys come back. Um, again, we really encourage y'all to, to participate with us uh, online. Um, share your thoughts. We're, we're always around. Uh, I know we don't do it a lot, but where can, guys, where can, there, where can folks find you guys on the internet, social media-wise? I, I, so, I think so I have, may have less than you do, Derek, so let me jump in here first. Yeah, go for it. Since you've added 17 more podcasts to your list. <laughs> but you, guys, uh, you can find me, uh, go over to um, dcsuperpowers.com for the DC Superpowers podcast. We're also on all social media as DC Superpowers um, podcast, except Twitter, because they're weird, and they wanted us to use at SuperpowersDC. Uh, you can also find me at my original home of GeekWatch1 at um, that's geekwatch1.com and all social media it's geekwatch1 or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as GW1Ken on Facebook I'm Ken Rose you done okay Derek your turn <laughs> let me kick back right. and take a nap here so, uh, yeah so uh, let me uh, let me pull out my list here and uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, NES of Geek on Twitter um you can also follow my two Twitters for my other podcasts, uh, KO at KOTF. Wait, is it F? Yeah, it's KOTF. Or is it? K- oh, yeah. Keepers of the Fringe. Uh, or you can follow me at uh, NESOG Pod. That's the New England Society of Geeks podcast. Sweet. Well, again, Wookiee Radio is the, the most pertinent one for me here at Wookiee Radio. It's also where you can find us on Facebook. Um, other shows, Weeby Geeks, Facebook, Twitter, at Marvel Geeks on for Marvel and Mighty Marvel Geeks on Facebook, uh, at Marvel Geeks for Twitter, uh, the other for um, for Facebook. And, uh, yeah, and, of course, the websites, WookieeRadio.net, um, uh, MightyMarvelGeeks.net, WeebyGeeks.net. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. So thank you guys for hanging in, in there for this particular show and, and, and listening. We will see you next year. And until next time, give the evacuation code signal. All right. Cut the chatter. Jets. I can hold it. Pull up. No, I'm all Placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! Oh, <laughs> <laughs>